everybody. It is Wednesday. I forget now. August 19th. This is episode six of the Hardcore Smarks, a show where a group of know-it-all smart marks talk about their hardcore obsessions. I am your host, Zachary, and with me, as always, is J-Bone, Stretch, and Wally5. Guys, how's it going? Oh, Wally bringing it in. I like it. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? How's it going? Today was nice. I didn't have to work. I didn't do anything today. Same here. I did a whole lot of nothing. Sounds amazing. If only we all had that luxury. Let's uh, so, let's talk jump about. In. Let's, just jump, let's jump right in. in. Yeah, since we live such interesting lives that we can just go forever and ever about it, but why bother? Let's just go to today's topic. We're talking about entrances and slash the themes that they entrance to in our favorite matches, wrestling matches, wrestling business. All right, guys, let's go ahead and let's just go negative because it's uh, going to be the um, Wally and J-Bone negativity power hour. <laughs> let's go with our uh, no like list. Wally, go um, ahead and just get this train rolling. I've got Goldberg. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> the big slow. I don't mean to insult you, Jay, but I have the big slow on there. Uh, uh, Naomi. Yep. Uh, Strowman. <laughs> Fat ass. <laughs> Whoever could that be? Yes. Seamus, uh, Becky Lynch, and Rey Mysterio. All yeah, of thought, them. Thought I was going to have to cut you off at some point. Yeah. You're just going to keep going. <laughs> no, that's my list. I, I actually went back and listened to some more today just to see if I could put anything else on there. That's, now, that's mostly my list. Would you say – uh, I heard you say Mysterio. Would you say Booyaka 619 yes, is worse yes. than worse Booyaka. than his, his first theme music? His first theme music was fine. I don't like yeah. Booyaka. I told <laughs> J-Bone the other day, as soon as I hear Booyaka, I, I cringe. <laughs> as does he, I believe. Yeah, he's on my list too. <laughs> so the question becomes then, do you not like their themes because of the wrestler or do you not like the wrestler because of their themes little column a little column b like where's yeah. the uh, where's this hatred stem from where does it come through goldberg is is, is I'm, i hate everything that that guy does <laughs> I mean, so that's anything that's, anything that's affiliated with that guy i don't like seamus is another guy i just don't like i've never liked him i i've not liked his theme music since day one jay's another jay me neither me or him particularly have ever liked seamus uh keith lee i i do think his music sucks so it's not even that one actually doesn't even have ties to him i think his music sucks i think his entrance sucks i just think that everything about him other than his wrestling ability is is lackluster <laughs> so i think other people are gonna say naomi too i don't think i'm the only one on that that's, island, yeah so. that's me so yeah i'm not a fan no, of no, naomi's I've amazing never, as she calls her nobody's <laughs> i've never felt the glow ever nope do you have no. other other ones other than me, Jay? Do you have any different ones than I had? Uh, I have a couple. Um, you know, I did have Mysterio, like you, and uh, Naomi I had on there. Um, another guy, uh, even though he likes to spit bars, R-Truth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like I, – that's another one I don't like either. Yeah, that's, um, been, that's been his theme music since, like, 2002. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's corny. Uh, the New Day. Um, yeah! <laughs> I just, you know, cringe when I their music comes on and Big E starts with his uh, spiel, you know. 
I don't um, like. I'm tired of that shit too. Another guy on here, I like him as a wrestler, but I hate his theme music, Randy Orton. I just, I don't like that song at all. You're not I, a fan I, of voices? No, I, I, I've always hated that song. <laughs> Apparently, he was a big hater of his first theme music, that Burning My Light song. He hated that one, so that's why they changed it. Speaking oh, of really? him, real, speaking of him, real quick, he's slowly climbing up my shit list of people I just don't like. I really think he's a fucking asshole. So he oh. just can't keep his mouth shut right now. He thinks he's the best wrestler in the world and that he can make fun of everybody else other than himself. He needs to shut the fuck up. Well, share, share with the class what uh, somebody you work with or somebody you ran into said recently or somebody online that you had came across about Randy Orton. Oh, that he's the best wrestler in the world right now. I'm not buying that shit for a second. Nope. <laughs> that no. guy's full of fucking shit. Probably was just trying to be a troll, but yeah. Well, he was like, no Okada, no Kenny Omega. He started listing people that oh, he yeah, wasn't he's, he's trolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's trying to get people like you to talk. <laughs> and I could, I could name 10 guys that I would put ahead of him, I think. So, yeah. and, and Ross sucks. And I'm not he, – he has helped that show. But that's like saying you're, you're the glowing piece of, in the big turd in the toilet. That's like saying you're the one piece that, that's good about that the, turd in the toilet. You're so. the, the, the winner of the ugly contest. So that's DeMarcus Cousins when he played for the Sacramento Kings. You were the one bright spot <laughs> on, on garbage, basically. Yeah. So do you guys have did, did Zach or Strat, do What do you guys have any real quick? I also have Naomi. So we're going to talk about that. And then this one I'm going to take some heat for. Um, Despite the fact he's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, I cannot stand it. I have a story behind it. Macho Man's Pomp and Circumstance. Oh, For explain. a specific reason, I was in band in uh, grade school and high school, so I had to play that song many times for what felt like hours <laughs> on end. So I have somewhat like a PTSD-style flashbacks when I hear that song to sitting and playing the same couple bars over and over and over and over again. So it's nothing against him or that song, but... I, I explained to Zach, too, that... I heard Pop and Circumstance with Macho Man before I graduated. So my, my, if you heard that song with Macho Man first, I think you see it differently than somebody that played Pop and Circumstance and then found out it was Macho Man's music. I think right. you would, that, that's where me and Zach, yeah, I think the point. rest of us probably differ from Zach. We all probably heard it with Macho Man first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not even saying it's a bad piece. I'm just saying it's my own personal bias that every time I, I hear get it, it, it's like, ah. <laughs> just yeah, like whenever I... <laughs> Wouldn't that be in the other category, though? We just name a new age ones we don't like, right? No, just any wrestling music you don't like. Oh, because I got a bunch from the older ones, too. I just thought we're doing new age ones. Oh, go for it. Well, yeah, I said just... Goldberg. Goldberg doesn't wrestle anymore. So, well, yeah, was, he wrestled last year. Oh, go ahead. I'll, yeah. I'll pipe in uh, after uh, Zach's done here. No, that's it. I just have a, a little shot glass of Haterade this week. I don't really have anything. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not one of the, you know, I, don't, I, I didn't feel one of these things with my hate this oh. week. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw one in there really quick before you, we get back to you, J-Bone. Uh, I'll throw Nia Jax out there because she's, like, <laughs> she's not like most girls. Uh, and that doesn't, when, when that comes on, that doesn't make me think some big menacing strong woman is coming to the ring. So, <laughs> so go ahead. Uh, just a quick, uh, couple quick ones. Uh, Mr. Ass's music I thought was corny. I agree. Uh, burn, I thought about burn. putting that on my list. The Red Rooster. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> The, the Mountie. Oh, oh I Mountie. like the Mountie. I like, don't hate when, on the Mountie. When, when Velveteen Dream came out to the Mountie's music at TakeOver last year in Toronto. <laughs> I like the uh, Mountie's music. 
Steven Regal, his music was He's a man! <laughs> <laughs> and one last one. Uh, he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Jimmy Shinooka. His music was pretty corny. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So that's it. That's what it is. Stretch, did you have any more uh, hate for this train? Um, I didn't. For some reason, I didn't really like uh, Victoria's music growing up on Raw. The one I think she had actually Nicki Minaj. Like before Nicki Minaj was a big time rapper, <laughs> Nicki Minaj did Victoria's music. I thought she came out to that tattoo song. She did, but then after that, oh, it was okay. uh, it was the song that was like "I Ain't the Lady to Mess With" or something oh, like that. Okay. And that was that was Nicki Minaj. So that one kind of grained on my ears. Um, what's another one? Eminem, the tag team. I didn't like their theme music. Kind of grained on my ears growing up. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. There was not a lot that I didn't really like. Well, surprise, you said your surprise! Piece? Yep. Surprise, <laughs> surprise! I had the biggest list yeah. for that. Surprise, <laughs> surprise! Do you have more you'd like to add? Nope, nope. I'm ready to move on. Let's stop talking about shitty stuff. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some uh, more fun. We're going to go to, I guess, we'll call it the uh, retired theme section. Stretch, do you want to lead this one off? Yeah. So I had quite a few on my list of guys who don't wrestle anymore. Um, one cool one I'll touch on really quick. So I know he's still wrestling today, but um, it's a different theme music of his that he doesn't use anymore. Uh, Jeff Hardy, but his theme music, No More Words by the band End Ever After. So he used this during the time when he won the WWE title, probably around 08, 09, 2010, something like that. But it was just a perfect theme song. Like when he broke away from the theme song that he had with Matt and the Hardys and everything kind of went on his own path. But it's always like regarded as like his best theme song that he's come out to and all the fans clamor for it and want it all the time. But like, apparently there's licensing issues with the WWE and they mm -hmm. can't get the rights to it. And the band broke up, but uh, Just last, not me. last year, <laughs> last year I went and saw Jeff Hardy perform. He does, you know, live music and stuff, or at least he did when he was injured uh, back in September of last year in my town. And like fans were like, Oh my God, please perform no more words. And they were chanting for it. And he did it. And it's actually pretty decent. And it made me think like maybe he could record it himself and redo it or come out to it but that was one of them for me uh obviously a couple quick ones i'll touch on really quick um batista's i liked a lot just because he did the machine gun thing as a kid growing <laughs> up i love that with the pyro and everything um cm punk the cult of personality i love that a lot i um, have that on my list yep me too and another quick one i'll throw out before i let you guys talk uh the rock obviously how can you hate both that music? both rock musics i yeah. like the the old rock when the, he was a heel you smell what the rock yes. is cooking Yes, and and the electrified, like pretty much any iteration of the rock yeah. music, even the Hollywood rock music with the helicopter shit at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Even that one, that one's that's actually might be my favorite rock yeah. music is the heel. Whenever we did the wrestling thing, I always made Jeremy use the heel rock music because yeah. that's that's the one me and him <laughs> liked the best. And so I, I have a bunch more on my list of retired guys, but they're mostly ones I'm sure you guys will talk about. So I mean, we can come back to you if we miss anything. So. Yep. Uh, Zach, go ahead since you yeah. don't have pretty a ton. Short. So I also have Batista um, for the f for the full reason of just the yeah. yeah. part of it. Like <laughs> I, every time I hear, I get, I get just insanely pumped. Um, I also have then uh, Mark Henry. Somebody's going to get it. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's going to get the ass kick. Somebody's going to get their wig split. Come yep. on, it's amazing. <laughs> 
And me and Jay like Three Six Mafia, so yeah. we like that yeah, plus song three, just because mafia. we like the group. So. Oscar winners, Three Six Mafia. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> I also then it, it's kind of corny, but it's also deliciously seventies, early eighties. Is Dusty Rhodes' Common Man Boogie? I mean, how can you not? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. like Ric Flair's music. You have to put Ric Flair. Yep. Like Ric Flair's yeah. music has to come up. He was on he this. was on my list. Yeah, he's on my list. But I was going to just let some of the, you know people who could talk about it a bit more, you know, and have a bit more love for it than maybe I do just through. Uh, picking it up as i've been watching stuff i'll do some i'll do some and then i'll some of the ones on here i think you may bring up jay i'll save so um i'm gonna start with stone cold steve austin yeah had him on my Um, list too when i still remember when he's like when you hear the glass it's vince's ass yeah (laughs) and that's still like that still gets the biggest pop in the night i don't even like stone cold and his music is fabulous like the glass breaking and when he came out at the at 13 when the glass broke with his name that was cool that was a really cool entrance that probably was stone cold's best entrance that i can remember was that specific one um i have the ultimate warrior on here of course he was my favorite wrestler as a kid i have evolution i still like that music to this day gotta love motorhead uh john cena basic thugonomics not Mm -hmm. new john cena i don't really like cena's new music but basic thugonomics is probably one of my all-time favorite theme musics period along with dx dx is probably dx is probably my favorite theme music and we got to see cena come out to basic thugonomics last year at mania yes it was cool i I wish Cena would go back to that because I just his old his new music is so lame at this point. Like, well, it's become more of a meme now than like anything. His new stuff. Uh, I have Edge. I really like Edge's music. Yeah. And Edge is another guy that I'm not. He's not my favorite wrestler, but I like his music a lot. The Shield. I've I've always liked the Shield. I know Roman yeah. kind of uses a hybrid of it, but the I like the beginning of the Shield's music. So. Right. Um, the new age outlaws, they always had a cool entrance. Like when road dog would get on the, like their, their, their spiel was good. Right. Uh, let's see specifically it's time to play the game. That triple H music is my, I like that music and I like his entrance. That entrance is one of my favorite entrances when he spits the water and stuff. I actually got to mimic that one time. So it was (laughs) really fun. You're not a fan of King of Kings? Uh, not as much. I like it's time to play the game. I'm going to give one shout out to WCW, the NWO, and the Wolfpack music. Voodoo, yeah, both Voodoo of Child. those. Both I have of that those, online as well. Both of those. And I'm going to – my one – well, I'm going to – Shawn Michaels' music is classic. His, his entrance at WrestleMania 13 when he came down from the Raptors and they did it the right way with him, unlike Owen Hart, Oof. was – was probably one of my favorite entrances period like now or then and i i am going to give a shout out to one music that i've always liked even though they don't wrestle anymore enzo and Cass. i still like oh, enzo yes. and Cass yep, music. they're on my like, list too their their entrance was so awesome wwe completely screwed up when they broke them up because then the wheels just came off but mm-hmm. everything about them was really cool like their entrance was cool and i'm sorry that they that went by the wayside because i was really happy when they got bumped up to the main roster so what do you got jay i like i said i skipped a couple because i know you're gonna say them yeah um everything pretty much got touched on a few that didn't um 
CM Punk, I, I like the Living Color, but I also like the Kill Switch Engage. That yeah. Um, Both great. Uh, a couple I liked, uh, their original songs, but the Road Warriors used to come out to Iron Man by Black Sabbath. I have them, but I, I specifically knew you were going to say that. So, And, of course, RBD coming out to Walk, uh, Kilgore. Uh, did that version, but obviously Pantera's original version. Right. Uh, Chris Jericho. Yes. Uh, walls of Jericho. I love that. That's probably my top two. Um, yes. Break the walls down is really good shit. Number one of my favorites. I know they're kind of corny with the whole vampire thing, but Gangrel and the Brood. I, I have, have that. Their entrance and <laughs> yep. their, I have that. How they I came knew up you were from gonna, the floor. Yeah. I knew you were going to say it, so that's why I did. I I still like that music to this day. So. Yeah. And then, how can you forget this one? Michael P.S. Hayes, Bad Street. Yeah. Good. <laughs> that is classic, man. That's a good one. Coming out, shaking his hands. That's a, that's a good one, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's about it. I got a bunch of stuff that's already been talked about. Too, um, so. I'll throw another one in there since you were talking about like actual like songs by actual bands being used as an entrance music. Uh, Sandman using Enter Sandman and coming through the crowd, drinking beers yes. and hitting himself with his cane. I, I can't it open before he even gets to the match. right. <laughs> I can't, I can't associate that music with anything other than Mariano Rivera. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, that's another reason I like it. I didn't like the Sandman either, so I didn't really particularly like him either. So, you mean you didn't like Hack and WCW? I didn't. No, I, he's one. He's one ECW guy that I didn't particularly like. I also have JBL on here. I like JBL's music too. <laughs> and I wrote down my favorite John Cena entrance was when he drove the Mustang into Detroit. That when was he drove the car. Twenty three, I think. That was that was my favorite John Cena. He's done some entrances too, but that was my favorite one that he did. I like my favorite Cena Mania entrance is when he came down with all the people dressed like him doing yeah, the, yeah, the, the Eminem, like the Eminem kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite too. That's why I kind of went different on that one. A lot of people pick that one, so uh, that's that's my list. Yeah, yeah, that about touches it for me. All right, let's do a top five of uh, current <clears throat> stuff. Go ahead, Zach. All right, should we just do all five up here right now, real quick? Yep, go five right. to one. So. Give me like two seconds. Uh, okay, number five. I've decided it was a three-way tie, but however, I will be giving it to the Young Bucks Super Kick Party. Nice. Coming at number five. So AEW gets a little bit of love. Number four, I have Bobby Roode's Glorious Domination. Do we want to go in depth now, or do you want me to just list them off? For no, time just being? do them a list, and then we'll talk okay. about them all. Number three, I have Sasha Banks' Sky's the Limit remix featuring Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I have Sami Zayn's Worlds Apart, because I love me some ska. And number one, Nakamura, The Rising Sun, slash Shadows of a Setting Sun. I think Rising Sun takes a little bit, but the mm. uh, if you have to be a heel, his his heel theme is actually, it still would probably make my top one if the Rising Sun wasn't around. So Right. Go ahead, Stretch. Uh, so for five, I had Bobby Roode. Uh, four, I had AJ Styles uh, in WWE. Let me clarify that. Although his TNA music was great, too, the Get Ready to Fly. Uh, three, I have Cody Rhodes with uh, Kingdom in AEW. Uh, two, I have Kenny Omega in AEW. And one, I have Shinsuke. Go ahead, Jay. All right. Uh, number five, I had Bobby Roode. Um, four, I got Bray Wyatt. 
three was kind of a tie between uh, Ciampa and Samoa Joe. Uh, two, Seth Rollins, and one, Nakamura. Solid. Wow. We, we have a lot of variety here, that's yep. for sure, <laughs> other than number one, because my, my list is different from all yours. I, I have one that one of you guys had. So my number five is a tie between Finn Balor and Shayna Baszler. My number four is the Sasha Banks remix. Number three is Undisputed Era. Number two is Owens. And number one is Nakamura. So we have a lot of variety here, for yeah. sure. I'm surprised. I thought there would be a little bit more overlap. Yeah, I'm going to go through my list just kind of a little bit more in depth then. Um, so with uh, Bobby Roode, um, we have to talk about uh, TakeOver Brooklyn, too. Yeah. That's also one of the greatest entrances. It's just the spotlight with him on that tower, <laughs> just right. arms out, just – like, oh, uh, it's just that is something else. Uh, that was a uh, that's that, when I saw that I couldn't believe what I was looking at because this was, well, that was fairly early on to when I started watching NXT, and I'm just like, this is what they do every time. This is insane. That is the greatest NXT takeover entrance night ever because we had Bobby Roode and Shinsuke that night. Yep, so yeah, we'll so, just jump to Shinsuke because it's the exact same night, just the uh, that guy in that violin just shredding it up, and then the, the, the you, you couldn't ask for a crowd to be more hyped. Then with that, that that entrance, that was something else. Right. That's that's the best entrance in my personal opinion ever. Like yep. in wrestling history, that Nakamura entrance, the first one with the violin, is my all-time favorite wrestling entrance. Period. Mm-hmm. And then they even brought that same violinist when Shinsuke debuted on SmackDown right. too. Yep. And that was cool. It was cool that night. Me and Jay have talked about that, like mm-hmm. how they had. Everybody was eating that shit up that night. They were singing his music, and then mm-hmm. a year or a year and a half later, yep. <laughs> should have seen the writing on the wall. Typical WWE fashion. We ruined that. Yeah, I've watched the entrance at least seven or eight times on YouTube <laughs> over the. Me too. Yep. And then with Sasha Banks, I think her remix is just like her song was decent to great before, but this is elevates it to something else, especially so, when it just it drops out and then you get the horns kicking in. It's, uh, it's, so it's, it's here's the story about that one. On, on a, I was at Zach's for a picnic and he was like, I'm like, you haven't heard Sasha Banks' new music yet? He's like, no, I played him it for like 30 seconds. 30, He's like, yeah. oh my God, this is fabulous. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> like, it's the same. It's fine. And then all of a sudden, boom, it drops out and the horns kick in. I'm like, yes. <laughs> She probably kicked Bobby Roode out of my top five, I would say. So, because I, I her music's great. And I just want to touch real quick on uh, my number two with uh, Sami Zayn. Again, I, I'm a big Ska fan, and it just gets me pumping every time he comes out, just high stepping to it. It's, and even when, like, he's a heel, too, he still hams it up just to be a fucking yep. dick. Like, for no reason. He was well, on that Ska, it's that punk way, you know, it's just to be, just do you. <laughs> it's pretty good. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, like I said, Superkick Party is just a, a great kind of 80s-ish entrance that just every time I hear it, I get super super hyped. They're so. on my honor. They're on my honorable mention. They have a cool entrance with the money and everything. Like yeah. they're they they probably have my that's probably my favorite AEW music that and <clears throat> the one that Eli Kenny's that's on Eli's list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stretch. Why don't you go ahead and dive in a little deeper there if you have any other comments? Yeah, so my five was Bobby Roode. It's been talked about ad nauseum, but I'll throw one quick note about it in there. I did like how when he first debuted it on NXT television, 
him and uh, Gargano and Champa did like a little series of YouTube videos where they'd go around like just the performance mm-hmm. center. Those were funny. Sale, those were enter- those and they'd, like, they'd like kick open like bathroom stall doors and like the music would play. Like just mm-hmm. the three of them together was a good dynamic. And I'm sad we never got to see the, any more of that like on TV. But that was a good little touch on that for me. And it's already been talked about. Um, AJ, I always love, you know, him coming out with his hood down, all mysterious and the pyro when, you know, the music drops down and then comes back up. I was actually at a SmackDown before WrestleMania 33, and he came out because he was fighting Shane that year at WrestleMania. He came out for a contract signing, and I was positioned behind, um, kind of behind the entranceway a bit, up a, like second concourse, and I wasn't sure. This is around the time WWE started to cut Pyro out, so I was like, oh, they're probably not going to do the Pyro for his entrance. And boy, they did it. It was, it was loud. I was behind the stage. Like, I've, I've heard the pyro before, but I've never been that close to it. So it was loud. And, like, I was filming it on my phone. And you could see when the pyro happened, I do like this. Like, <laughs> my hand jerks because I've so it was like out of me. It was like cane, cane pyro. Yeah, it's <laughs> loud. That shit is loud, bud. So uh, three uh, for me was Cody Rhodes, Kingdom. Uh, Downstate's a great band, the band that recorded his music. They also did uh, Britt Baker's music. And they did uh, Matt Cardona's new music. So I feel like AEW's got ties with them, but they're cranking out, you know, entrance music's left and right, and they're pretty damn good. And that one's another one with the pyro live, and that's pretty good. And uh, when he comes up from underneath the stage in the center of, like, that chandelier thing they have on their set in AEW, that's pretty good. Uh, two. I think – I personally think all of AEW's music sound the same, but that's just me. I think a lot of them sound the same. I, I actually think that whoever – is doing their music is, is doing a mediocre job <laughs> personally. So you, you so. think that Darby Allen sounds the same as Cody Rhodes? No, but <laughs> there are like me and Zach had this conversation like four days ago. I, Zach said that if you took the lyrics out of songs, he wouldn't even know who half of them belong to. So that, that, that vibes with that, that if you took the, like, if you took like what they're saying out of songs, I would take, the NXT guy over the AEW guy in a heartbeat as far as producing music. Like, no questions asked on that one. Yeah, I guess. Uh, two, it's Kenny Omega. I just, it's, it's got, like, a good feel to it. It pumps you up. It, you know, starts kind of getting faster and faster and faster. And then, you know, are you ready for this? And he comes out, and this badass guy who's ready to, you know, kill everybody. Um, and then one, Shinsuke. It's been talked about at length, but I wanted to throw that in there about when they brought the violinist to SmackDown and that, how excited I was for that moment to see him. And it was he was coming out to interrupt The Miz, too. Yes. A good feud that I was, like, already ready to see, but yeah. it just never really went anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you fall on his face versus heel? Um, I like the heel music, but, I mean, obviously, if you're going to make the man a heel and he has the most infectiously, you know, singable or you know sing-alongable entrance music known to man they have to change it up so the yeah. fans won't <laughs> sing along and cheer him when he comes out so it sucks like the the newer one the heel music isn't as great as the face music but i understand why they did it yeah go ahead jay uh yeah i mean bobby Roode. we already talked about him he was my number five uh just i think a really cool entrance i like it a lot um <clears throat> then i had uh Let's see uh Samoa Joe and uh Champa I think both their music are real real good are you talking about Champa when he came out to no music yeah <laughs> <laughs> man that's that's a great song he comes out yep. to yeah <laughs> I have Champa on my I have Champa on my honorable mention yeah so. as 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 Zach just said the fuck you Champa music yes yeah. <laughs> 
Um, let's see. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, I think his music's just cool. You know, when he comes down with the the uh, lantern and mm-hmm. you know every, all the fireflies or whatever had their phones glowing in there. I just think it's it's always been really cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, an I, I, that's one I definitely disagree on completely. So I I don't like his music. I don't like any of that stuff with that. So. It's definitely I think an entrance. His, yeah, his entrance is like the one thing I kind of like about him, actually. So yeah, I mean, you can't have everything like heavy metal music or whatever. I mean, you got to have a mixture. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I've never liked him ever, so I've never liked his music. So his is definitely one entrance that's definitely a product of the time. Like obviously, people holding up their phones with the flashlights and stuff. You couldn't have that in like the '90s or whatever. You'd have camera flashes, sure, but yeah. I wonder what it would be like in like the Attitude Era. I have lighters. Yeah. <laughs> I have and never will be a Firefly. A couple of haters. And then uh, Seth Rollins. I don't like the Monday Night Messiah music as much, but I like the, the Burn It Down. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Just a cool song. I, and, like, uh, I like that music before they put the Burn It Down at the end. Then I then it lost its luster for me. I felt like they were pandering too much at that point. So, I liked it before they put the Burn It Down at the end. So Just those they, three words affected that much? For yeah. <laughs> it was pandering. It was pandering so, to the crowd. So. The funny thing is, uh, WWE, I had read this a while back, um, WWE had recorded multiple, like, sayings or, like, something of somebody saying something to put in that moment of empty space before the beat kicks in. And Burn It Down won it out for them, like, among the creative team. But one of the things, apparently, they had recorded was, like, this woman going, Ooh, Kingslayer. Kingslayer. So, I'd say you got the better end of that deal. <laughs> it could be worse. And then number one was Nakamura. I mean, we mm, talked yep. about it. Just a fabulous entrance. Yeah, that's it. For, for me, it has to be the NXT. My numbers, my tie, it has to be the NXT Finn Balor music. I don't like that they cut the beginning off it when they moved him up to the main roster. I like the beginning of his music. So they kind of ruined his music a little bit when they cut the beginning off. Where it's, they like moved the, him up. The heart, where it's like yes. the heartbeat. Yes, I like that. And it also made it easier for him when he came out as the demon. It made it easier for him to get to the ring before he had to start doing anything. I think that that they 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 trimmed that down and they made it harder for him to get to the ring then to start doing that stuff that he does with him. So, and I'm not Finn's not my favorite wrestler, but I've liked his music since the first time I've heard it. That's the thing about all of these on my list. First time I heard him, I was in. Shayna Baszler, same thing. Me and Zach were at the takeover right after she debuted, where where she didn't win, and I was already in on Shayna at that point. Like. She's an acquired taste, but I, for some reason, like her music. And, and I could have put other people on my list, but she, when I, like, sit down and listen to music, so that's one of the ones I'm, like, waiting for. The other three for me are predictable. I mean, I, we already talked about Sasha. So I, I like Sasha's other music, uh, kind of, but when they, she remixed it, that changed everything to where it was like, oh, my God, this just went from an honorable mention to one of the better musics they have. My other three are the other three are predictable with me. So I mean, I've liked Owen's music since day one. It's my ringtone on my phone, and Shock the System is my text message sound. So I mean, those are and confirm. (laughs) Yeah, same. So I I think Adam Cole has the best entrance or Undisputed, whatever. I think they have the best entrance in wrestling right now. Period. I don't think anybody gets a bigger pop than Cole does right now. That's why I can't wait. Well, nobody does right now. Well, you're right, but 
there's when no there's fans. fans in the crowd, <laughs> I, I still just I guess seeing him get get that pop on the main roster. Other than that one time he was at the Royal Rumble and when he was at Survivor Series, like like he's there. They may drill it into the ground and ruin mm-hmm. it, but. I, I, I will harp on that, too. I watched, leading up to this and doing my research and everything, I, I did watch his entrance on SmackDown when he faced Daniel Bryan like six or seven times in a row and saw how big that main roster crowd popped for him. I mean, he gets, when, when we go to the, when we went to the Agora, that place erupts for Adam Cole. When we, I've been to little dinky NXT house shows and the place goes apeshit for that thing. And it, it is, the problem when they get to the main roster is it turns into the stupid people doing it just because everybody else is doing it. When you go to like the NXT shows, those are mostly like hardcore wrestling fans and they're doing it because they like Adam Cole on the main roster. It's going to turn into the Cena sucks people doing it just because everybody else is doing it. Cause it's the cool thing to do. That's what's going to happen. It's going to get ruined on the main roster because of the 90% of the idiot wrestling fans out there are probably going to ruin it, but <clears throat> Uh, for for Cole, also I don't think it gets better than his Takeover Twenty Five, where he comes out with Josiah Williams. Right. It's just it's it's so good. And then I want to go back to, to uh, Finn real quick, just because you know, like uh, talk about the uh, the demon. But how about Demon Jack the Ripper from Takeover yeah, London? Demon, yes. demon Jack the Ripper was was really cool. So, and I'm I I really I don't like the demon at all. I I'm not a fan of the demon. I, I never have been. I, I I think all of a sudden he's a better wrestler when he's the demon. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> just like Bray Wyatt's unbeatable when he's the fiend. So, but he's fine when he's just Bray Wyatt. That one, it doesn't compute to me. I know it's <laughs> wrestling and it's fake, but it doesn't compute to me. So I don't really I like it. the demon. But his he's had some cool entrances. Has the demon? I just don't yep. like. I don't really like the demon. Sasha's entrance at the first takeover was cool when she came out in the like the Escalade with the security guys and they like picked her up yeah, and put her up on the ring up. apron. That yeah. was cool. Um, I mean, we already talked about takeover Brooklyn with Bobby Roode and Shinsuke. That's that's the greatest night of entrances ever. And there was only five matches that <laughs> night, and that's still better than any WrestleMania with all their crappy entrances that they try to, you know. I don't give a shit about Rusev coming out on a tank. I could give two shits about that. They could blow the fucking tank up at this point. I don't fucking care. So that didn't do anything for me seeing him come out on a tank. I wish he would have fallen off the tank. So I just, there's been some hokey WrestleMania entrances. There's been a couple of memorable ones, but some of them have been hokey. Like Stephanie and Triple H, like some of theirs have been hokey. So the Undertaker's done 8,000 hokey entrances at WrestleMania. Because it's cool when the lights go out. We bring the druids out. Like, it, that's, that's cool. Even if we change it up a little bit, it's not really cool to me. So, I don't give a shit about seeing the druids and the lights go out. So, I don't care anymore. I know a lot of people like The Undertaker. And when you see his entrance in person once, it, maybe it was cool the first time. But for me, that was like 1992. So, I, it's been way long. And I've been to multiple WrestleManias. I've been to multiple shows where I'm like, oh, I can go pee now because it's going to take the Undertaker <laughs> 10 minutes to get to the ring, so – and I don't care. It's longer than his matches. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, the Undertaker, I get it with people. I just – it's never done anything for me. Fair enough. Would you want to talk about some honorable mentions? Sure. Yeah, I'll throw some out there. Um, so, I did my honorable mentions probably a bit different than you guys did. 
So my top five was based off of entrances as a whole, like, you know, coming out, the pyro, the music, all together, the, the way the superstar handles themselves. Um, and my honorable mentions were just purely if an entrance was just one or the other or just like a good song, but like sure. maybe a shitty wrestler. Um, so I had Mike and Maria Canellis. They had a really, really good song, in my opinion. Didn't care for them as a tandem or yeah. as wrestlers or whatever. But it's like the greatest power rock love ballad you it was, ever have. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had Daniel Bryan as an honorable mention. I love Flight of the Valkyries. So that, coupled with a little bit of guitar, was pretty good. Yeah, other awesome Wagner. Um, Dolph Ziggler, his music was pretty damn good and one of the biggest pops I've ever seen when he came in to cash in on uh, Del Rio. The place went crazy when that hit that night after WrestleMania. And just because I'm a big fanboy, his Pete Dunn. I love Pete Dunn. Knew it. Knew that was coming. <laughs> Told Zach, there's no way we're not getting Pete Dunn tonight. That just it just gets you hyped. Like it, it's it's on my workout playlist. Like it's just a it gets you a like it's the same measure over and over, honestly. But it's like so hype, and you know, like it's the same thing for me. Like you know, this guy's about to come out and he's about to kick ass. Like yep. I'll go Zach. So I don't. I I I'll, I'll go. I have uh I had Chomp on mine. I had Kenny Omega. I had Super Kick Party. I had Bobby Roode. I also have the best friends AEW theme. I like that one. I don't mm -hmm. know why. I don't. I didn't even like them at first, but for some reason, maybe because Orange Cassidy started coming out to that. But I like. I like that music. I have Io Shirai on here. I definitely like her music. This once she turned heel, her music was lame before that. Um, I have the Street Profits because their music's awesome. Yep. And I. I have to I have to put Brock on here because Brock's music has been badass since day one for me. I've liked Brock's music always. His music still I still like it. You know, however many years later, I still like his music. So I think he's always I think it's cool when a guy has the same theme music and doesn't change it. So it it, it I don't know what determines that and what doesn't, but it's just strange that like Shawn Michaels had the same music always. And Brock Lesnar's had the same music always. But a lot of these guys, they change it. Even John but, Cena, they changed but, it. But Cesaro's had like six different entrance music. Right. So I don't know what what determines that. It, I've never understood that because Michael's music obviously stood the test of time for years. I think and, some of it is a product of the gimmick, honestly. Like if you think about it, Michael's, yeah, he's been heel and face and heel and face, but he's had the Heartbreak Kid gimmick for almost his whole career. And same with Lesnar. Like, Lesnar's just a beast. Like, he's going to be the yep. beast, so he doesn't need different music ever. So, I guess a lot of it could be a product of a gimmick. So, if a lot of Like, Bailey. Bailey had to change her music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yep. or, or Shinsuke. So, they didn't want him to get cheered. They wanted to stop the fans from singing along, so they changed his music. So, maybe that's where that could come from. Somebody, go ahead. I'm, that was my... Right, J-Bone, go ahead. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll go with uh, Aleister Black. I have him as well. Um, Kevin Owens. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Carrion uh, Cross, mm -hmm. and Okada. Oh, I like that little New Japan player at the end there. Yeah, Alistair also, Black. Alistair Black yes. does have a really good entrance. I don't like him, but his music. Yeah, it's called a uh, Root of All Evil, and uh, I have to mention the uh, Brooklyn Three Takeover, where it's uh, performed live by Code Orange and Incendiary. It's uh, it was really really it good. Is. It is a badass entrance, but if you go on YouTube, it is funny. You can see all the videos yes. of people like filming yes. him Set running over to go yeah. way back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I, I'm there for the, uh, the the televised version of it. Right. Um, 
I also do have uh, Karrion Cross dead silent, so he may end up, you know, sucking the big one, but at least for the time being, his entrance <laughs> is pretty good. And then I think the other one um, we haven't really mentioned, um, I have Nikki Cross, Glasgow Cross. Mm-hmm. The, the spin on the sanity thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the spin on the sanity but that they do on it, and it's it's pretty good. So I always get pumped when you're Cross, Cross is too new for me to go there yet. Like, he's way too new for me to go there with him. So I got to see some something more out of him before i I'll well, put- as uh as he proved uh, this week him and keith lee are on fire <laughs> <laughs> oh, <literally. laughs> well done sir <laughs> so, right, have, i think, I think we're else? good i think we're I good think that does it that means it's time <laughs> yes <laughs> for the scenario of the week uh before i get into it here uh rules no repeat answer. No talking about it ahead of time. They get to know about it uh, about a week in advance. And champion will be going first. But our champion is elsewhere because uh, he is a special guest. So this week at random, I did a random g- number generator starting with Wally at one, J-Bone at two, and Stretch at three. And J-Bone will be taking it this week as number two is the number that came up. So this week, I was mean. I told them I was going to give them a scenario. I just told them the scenario was them with a wrestler on a deserted island, and we would avoid the easy answer of like, like oh, I'm going to pick a girl because she's hot. Um, mm-hmm. But I told them it was going to be a twist. Well, I lied. There's going to be two twists. Here we go. <clears throat> yes. It's 2021, and the coronavirus is a thing of the past, guys. Humanity won. We made it. Life has returned to normal, and the excess- excesses of capitalism is back in full swing. All of wrestling, I mean all of wrestling, and all of your favorites, have decided to book a cruise liner on the newly commissioned HMS Titanic 2 to go cruise (laughs) around the Caribbean seas to avoid the pesky, you know, northern icebergs and, you know, avoid the embarrassment of history of peeing itself. And somehow you got lucky enough to have an all-access pass. It's heaven. It's amazing. Nothing could go wrong. But wait. Global warming rears its ugly head. Months earlier, thanks to a warmer-than-normal winter, a large chunk of the northern pole steers off and heads south as if on a mission. Like a wolf hunting its prey, it avoids all detection and uh, waits patiently until the perfect moment, and it strikes. The Titanic sinks yet again. It just mere moments. There's no, no trace left behind. Somehow, though, you survive, floating on a door that can fit, too. You hear that, Rose? Ya bitch. Jack deserved better. <laughs> anyway, you can rescue one wrestler everyone else will perish from here you will float in the ocean for days luckily you make your way to an uncharted island and there you have to survive for months until you're rescued so hopefully your companion knows some survival skills that's twist one twist two once you're rescued you and this survivor have to go and start your own new wrestling federation because there is no more wrestling so who are we picking Hmm. let's go with j-bone uh, I picked uh, Jimmy Superfly Schnooka. Uh, <laughs> he's from the island of Fiji, so he's... <laughs> and he knows how to crack island. coconuts over his head, so I don't have to worry about... <laughs> and other if, people's heads. If, <laughs> and pineapples. <laughs> so, you know, there's an easy way for me to get... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And he knows how to survive on an island, so this I'm going to pick... Jimmy Schnooka. A little old to start a wrestling federation oh, around man. the guy, but still and a little, a solid a little dead. <laughs> All right. Uh, stretch, go ahead. So, 
I had an answer up until I didn't until you threw those twists in there. I'm still gonna go with my answer, but just based off of what you threw those twists in there, I for a brief second thought of going with Typhoon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just because he could control the water. No, that's not my real answer. Uh, my actual answer is gonna be hardcore Holly, because in his time since retiring from wrestling, he has become a wilderness survivalist and a Ooh. big wilderman. And nice. he's into, you know, camping and all that stuff. And he posts videos on YouTube all the time about it. Um, and I put, he's great at surviving things because he survived a broken neck from Brock Lesnar. He survived uh, a gash on his back on ECW from going through a table and a staph infection after that. And he also survived the Thurman Sparky Plug gimmick. <laughs> that man, so if that man can survive all that shit, he can survive on an island and help me get to where I need to be. And he might be a bit old to start a wrestling company, but he always kind of, puts in a hard fought match especially against rookies he's you know historically known as not liking the rookies that much so we could break in some guys and get them wise to the business pretty quick i like it i like it he was a piece of shit <laughs> all right what's your answer smart ass no i i'm i'm saying as a wrestler i'm not saying okay. that your answer i'm saying he was an idiot all right well tell me your answer then it's not my answer. It's my wife's answer. Oh, wow, uh -oh. You come up with anything, uh, here we nope. go. We're in trouble now, though. She's she's good at this. She gave me two answers. Your twist makes me pick Hangman Page because he's also a survivalist and he's very good at doing all that stuff. And he's a good wrestler, so he's a guy I could build the company around because. So it's it's basically he's he's good at being on his own, just like Hardcore Holly. Very similar situation. I just. We'll take him because he's he also is a guy I could build a company around. He's a good enough wrestler that I could build my company around him too. Uh, let the let the record show that Wally has said in the past he doesn't get it with Hangman and doesn't think he's a good wrestler. <laughs> oh. so. There's no That's alcohol on the island, so I know he he's, he's not he's not going <laughs> to. And he's shown that he walks out on his friends, so <laughs> he's going to eat. He's going to end up eating Wally. My other answer. My other answer is not. Somebody I would have necessarily wanted to – it was a woman, and I don't know if I want to build a company around a woman, so. so no, this is here. This is good. Rhonda. She's That's also good. very good at outdoorsy, yeah. like, survival stuff. Like, like so that was my – Nicole gave me those two answers five seconds after I told her the question. <laughs> so both so solid, she, both was, she was on top of both of those. I just think Hangman's the better person to pick out of those two as far as wrestling-wise. So, so Jay Bone, do you have any other answer besides a old slash dead guy? I didn't think it mattered when they're. Yeah, I mean. You know. Well, he Joe said no. He said it's 2021. He said it's 2021. Snook is dead. I mean, Joe. Well, any of these guys could be dead in 2021. Though. <laughs> well, Joe went back in the time yeah. machine and got Burt Reynolds last week, so I feel like at this point, like that's. Like, well, that's fine, can... but I didn't hear a time machine mentioned by Jay. So if we can give them the benefit of the doubt, that's fine. Yeah, hmm, this is a time tough. machine. Uh, there, oh, there it is. Go back Perfect. In time. <laughs> <laughs> every oh time we're in a, we'll just say the time machine now. Every time we're going to get a dead guy. So thank that's you, should, Joe. That yep. should be an instant disqualifier now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this one. This is a fun one. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Your twists weren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. I didn't have to change my answers really, so I'm glad that your twists weren't yes. as bad as I thought they were going to be. I thought I was going to have to completely come up with something on the fly. <laughs> yeah, it turns out it's not a deserted island. It's going to be a, <laughs> a casino in Vegas, guys. I just lied to you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give this one to Stretch. I think uh, you got the uh, best 
hundred percent all around guy in that one, just because I can see Hangman deciding to eat Wally. <laughs> oh god! Just making that that twist there, just being like, "Hey, bud, just look out the sunset there." Like just club on the back of the head, kind of like, like you know, like, like he's gonna get like heat. He's gonna get like heat exhaustion, and Wally's yeah. gonna turn into like a bottle of whiskey or something. Yeah, eyes. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Why is the whiskey gone? Exactly. <laughs> oh, that was fun. I loved it. Ah, oh, my favorite segment. Let's move on to then everyone's favorite segment, the Wednesday War wrap-up for the shows that aired August 12th. Who wants to start this one off with their favorite show? Just, or not favorite, go favorite ahead, show. Like, just let Jay take go. A show. All right, Jay, what show do you want? Uh, it doesn't matter. I guess we could do NXT, I guess. Yep. Leaders off. Um, I thought it was all right, uh, you know, leading off with the, uh, the uh, carrying cross match. Um, I thought it wasn't too bad of a match. Um, you know, uh, afterwards, uh, that's when Keith Lee came out and wanted him to sign the contract, and he got hit with a fireball, which I thought yeah. was great. <laughs> uh, next match, I think, was Tyler Breeze and Escobar. I thought that was a solid match, mm-hmm. Escobar winning. It's a solid match, but Brizongo deserves better. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, then you had the uh, the women's match uh, with Hartwell and uh, Mia Yim. I thought that was an okay match. Uh, the best match of the night in NXT, I thought, it was Damian Priest and Bronson Reed. I thought that was a really good match. I agree. Um, then the uh, the Gargano promo, I thought that was great. Yes, I love their dog. <laughs> <laughs> Cute little pupper. Yeah, and then the uh, the triple threat match, uh, I I wasn't really impressed with it. You know, with Cameron Grimes winning it. Um, you know, I, I just I know Adam Cole kind of. Made a little cameo there when they interfered in the match, but I mean, you know, Gargano didn't wrestle, Cole didn't wrestle, you know, Champa or Finn. You know, I just thought it was a little, little light on the card there. Um, but I don't know. Overall, I thought it was an okay. What do we think about uh, Dream being back? I was actually pretty surprised that they went with him on that one. I, that was not one I would have think thought uh, to have predicted. Interesting yeah. choice on facial hair on his part. Yeah, yes. the uh, the blonde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if WWE was, you know, uh, assuming they're done the logical thing and concluded their investigation and found him to be not guilty of whatever he was accused of, I feel like they would have at least put out a statement saying, you know, Patrick Clark, a.k.a. Velveteen Dream has been cleared, like, or our investigation yielded hey, sufficient evidence. But Maybe they're trying to appeal to the 12 to 18 demographic. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> So, yeah, that being said, uh, it just seems a little shady for me. Either WWE is trying to sweep it under the rug and just say, hey, look, this guy's good at wrestling. Let's, you know, forget about what he may or may not have done. But he um, looked like he aged 10 years. So he Greg Odin on us, I feel like. He Benjamin <laughs> Button. Well, he that, looks like 10 years older to me. That, that facial hair is so god-awful. Like, I don't know why you go with a blonde goatee. I actually liked that match, though. So I liked that match. I like, too. I liked – I liked the ending. I liked Cameron Grimes winning. So I, I was okay with that. I, I, if I'm booking next week, I'm having Velveteen and Finn no contest and put both of them in the ladder match. That's like I'm booking Gargano in and get Finn and Velveteen. Get them all in. And that's I, I did like that, the triple threat match. I, I wasn't – I wanted it to be Ciampa. I really wanted it to be Ciampa, so I was slightly disappointed when it was Velveteen. I would have rather seen Ciampa in that instance. But Velveteen might be better in a ladder match than Ciampa. That might be one of the places where Velveteen might actually be a little bit better. 
I was still disappointed that it wasn't Ciampa, but I did like that match. That was actually my favorite match on that show. The Gargano and, promo was my favorite part of the whole two shows, actually. And, uh, the Gargano promo was yeah. great. Let let my record show, too. I mentioned this, I think, a week or two ago, uh, that NXT, with the guys qualifying for this ladder match, all but one, I mean, Loomis got taken out of the match and Priest wasn't in that tournament, but all but one have been in the breakout tournament that NXT held, and that's yeah, Bronson did, Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis. Like, I mean, Priest is great, too. He didn't need to be, you know, in any tournament. People know him from Ring of Honor and everything, but it seems like they're leaning heavily into trying to push a new crop of guys. Uh, yeah. Trying to think. Well, I love I, uh, the Robert Stones, his red yeah, suit. That just Robert needs to Stone's be his regular suit from suit now on. Suit was fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I like how I like how uh, Mercedes Martinez is kind of the silent muscle, and Aaliyah is the loudmouth of that group. I didn't really like the first match. I don't. We still didn't really see much on a cross, other than the fireball, the beginning segment. I could have. I don't care. So I. I just that match is. If that match ends up being a four star classic at the takeover, I'm I'm going to eat my words. So because that match is is not going to be a good match so there's 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 about a 10 percent chance right now that that match the only reason that match may not be the worst one on the card is because adam cole's fighting pat mcafee <laughs> and pat mcafee's not a wrestler so that match shouldn't be that match should be the worst match on that card because he's not a wrestler so yeah. the, the, I, I don't know what the, the other mat we still don't know what the other match is going to be they usually have at least five matches. Maybe it's going to be a, you know, cruiserweight match. I don't know. Probably going to be Swerve and Phantasma, uh, whatever his name is. I thought NXT was, was okay. I, I, I don't think it was great. I just thought it was okay. Yeah, there's one other thing that happened, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, NXT did. I forget who Killing Dane was fighting. Forgive me. I don't have that in my notes. Uh, Drake Maverick. Thank you. That's right. It was, you know, a, a decent match. But then – they not only do they cut to commercial, but they're also more concerned with loading Keith Lee into a meat yes. wagon. So suddenly that match <laughs> is the third most important thing going on. Like that's such an insult to both Maverick well, and, then, and Killian and then, Dane. That's insane then, to me. And then the Undisputed came out and beat the crap out of them. So like that match yeah. really was, it served no purpose yeah. other than to, so they could show Keith Lee getting into the ambulance. Cause heaven forbid, that's what we all want to see on a wrestling show is this guy getting in an ambulance so and then and then undisputed attacked them. So like that yeah, match had no purpose. Weird. Well, it sucks too because they kind of like fell the storyline with Maverick and the cruiserweight title and him getting his job back and everything and Phantasma, uh, whatever his name is, I can't remember his other name. Phantasma injuring Maverick and putting him out for a couple weeks and then Frizango coming in to help him. Like that whole storyline, they kind of just dropped him now completely. Like put him in a nothing match with Killian Dane just to get beat up. Like where are they going to go with him now? Is he just going to sit there and collect a paycheck? Which I'm yep. sure he's fine with, but like what was the point of all that and with him in the Cruiserweight tournament then? And I do have to say, despite the fact that he stole the love of my life from me, Killian Dane's looking good. That dude <laughs> is trimmed up. He's looking just, he's getting cut. Like, I mean, it's, it's impressive mm -hmm. just the amount of work he's put into that's, uh, getting healthier. That's, that's the guy when you're an announcer on your show you brag about that guy losing 50 pounds, not that Kingston guy on <laughs> AEW whose gut was hanging out. You don't brag about that one. This is the guy. Uh, they should be like, hey, he lost a ton of weight because yep. we can even see that he has. That's the guy you brag about that about, not some guy with his beer gut hanging over <laughs> his shirt. So, Wasn't that – did Taz make that call where he's like, hey, Kingston looks slimmer or something like that? 
I don't know if it was. I don't think it was Taz. For some reason, I don't think it was Taz. No, because Taz made that other bad call about Reba. He's like, yeah, Reba's no slump in the ring. She's had (laughs) over 100 matches. And then she's like, goes up to do a movie. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and then the we can we can cut to AEW because not it didn't even take Jim Ross five minutes to fuck up this week. Like I, he called <laughs> whoever Darby Allen. He didn't. He messed up five. Not even five minutes into the show, he fucked up. Like hey Jr. Time to stop. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, let's just go right into the, the AEW. Yeah. I, um, I think the uh, Young Bucks versus Dark Order was a great match. Mm-hmm. It was. Really good rope work from uh, Nick where he transitioned from the second rope, like just jumps up to the third rope and then without stopping, like then does like a moonsault off of the uh, the third rope was just, mm-hmm. just some really good I'm, stuff for kind of a low consequence, kind of nothing match. They're doing some pretty good work in that. We're just, the- and I, I told Zach when, I'm sorry, I'll let you go. I told when, when those two shows are on, it's hard I can't switch off when the Bucks are fighting because if you switch the channel for a minute, you miss stuff because they do so much stuff when like when they're on the defensive, maybe not, but like when they're on the offensive, it's hard to turn the channel because you might miss something that they do and they do a lot of really cool stuff as a tag team. So I'm like, I don't want to turn the channel while the Bucks are fighting because we're probably going to see them do something really amazing. So sorry, stretch. Go ahead. No, you're fine. I was just going to say, um, Uno and Grayson are the strongest workers that the Dark Order has. And uh, props to them for hanging with the Bucks and putting on a good match because I know we're all not the biggest Dark Order people here on this podcast. But props to them for hanging with the Bucks, putting on a really good match. Um, definitely they do right some choice. cool stuff. They yeah. do some cool stuff. I don't really like them, but they do do some cool stuff. Yeah, they're, they're by far the best workers out of that whole 15 or however many person group the Dark Order is now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I put um I put strong showing from the Dark Order, although it, they looked kind of stupid in the end doing all of that dirty shit and backhanded tactics to still lose. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, at what point are you going to give them a bone? Like, I know they won last week, and Brody Lee's going after Cody now for the TNT which title, which I can he probably see him, won't win. Uh, see, I was actually kind of seeing Brody win that one. Mm, that- maybe. That was very just random, though, for him to just pop up on the screen. Like, I thought Cody should have shook Scorpio Sky's hand, or it was a really weird transition at the end of that match. Like, oh, guess, all of a sudden, Brody's on the screen. <laughs> well, I guess it leaves the door open, too, to say, like, hey, your stuff with Scorpio isn't finished, maybe. Bro- say like Brody's, Brody's on the screen advertising, once again, why I think he's terrible on the mic. So, like, his promo was lackluster <laughs> as usual because he's not, he's not a guy that should be carrying the mic. So I want to I want to touch on MJF's promo. Yes. Um, I put again in my notes. He's godly on the microphone. Him screaming at Nina to yes. smile. <laughs> Nina, smile. <laughs> and then her showing the statistics, the obviously not fabricated statistics of <laughs> Dictator John and his support or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, that was great. And then how he literally laid down in the ring for Moxley to make him feel yes. more comfortable. That was great. Um, and I put. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tie this into my prediction of the week later on. But uh, I put, if this does, if Moxley attacking MJF and like doing the, the elevated, the Death Rider version of his, of his DBT doesn't lead to MJF wearing a Burberry print neck brace next week, then I don't want wrestling. Anymore. It is happening. <laughs> it is happening. There is, there is no chance he does not have a neck brace on. 
because at before they went to commercial the, the paramedics were checking on him and all the backstage personnel and he's like oh my neck like i can't move and he wouldn't move so i'm i was I swear to god trying, if he's not wearing a, if he's not wearing a burberry print neck brace next week i was trying to find the petition to sign it to get moxley's finisher banned so right just well, just to pl- play along with mjf well then well you, you uh, saw somewhere about the parallels between this mjf promo and one that he had a part of years ago yes the Samoa Joe, he like mimicked when Samoa oh, Joe yeah. threw him aside. When he like take over Brooklyn. Yeah, he mimicked that. Like he did that to that guy, mm. like that guy that's in his cabinet. Because MJF was one of the extras, the security guards for Joe's entrance, and he like MJF tried to walk in front of Joe, and he like <laughs> elbowed him out of the way. Yeah. So MJF did so, that to whoever that random guy yeah. was. <laughs> stay out of my was it like stay out of my line or whatever it was. MJF yeah. MJF's promo was fabulous. Yeah. So, so give him uh, a mic every week. Yes. Oh yeah. And so there was that. Um I put the like why did we need Hikaru Shida in another <laughs> match? Why do we need a women's division match? Yeah. I mean <laughs> At this it point. just shows it just shows how weak their division is and it's so sad because like I assume like it's been it's been known that Kenny Omega's kinda running the women's division for them and like I know he knows his wrestling and his wrestlers and I have faith in him booking wrestlers, but it's not really showing that and maybe he may, maybe he doesn't have a lot to work with right now. A lot of yeah, his wrestlers, his female wrestlers, are you know overseas still and can't come to work. But it's just showing how thin that division is right now. But what's uh, not thin though is the tag team <clears throat> division, no, which was, it was tag team appreciation night. So I but agree. They did a great job. I mean, even the uh, Jurassic Express, just every match. I mean, maybe not the most exciting tag team on the show, but they are solid every single week. And then of and, course we have then uh, Omega and Page just doing what they do. Well, I, I also liked how uh, that whole Bucks and FTR and Rock and Roll yep. Express or whatever, that whole promo and Tully and Arn, how they were all kind of jawjacking back and forth. And then Tully just comes in and like, wait, you don't have any championships. Like, yeah. <laughs> why do you, what, you think you're the best? Yeah. <laughs> and then, good Lord, uh, Ricky Morton eating that fucking pile driver at the end. That's them guys are gonna they're gonna take bumps until they're dead yeah no good <laughs> lord he sold that like crazy yeah he did and then yeah, like, like rob van dam selling that yeah <laughs> and then i uh i just put heel ftr we knew it was gonna happen but it's great to finally see it go ahead jay yeah anytime an old wrestler gets dropped in the ring you get brownie points <laughs> with me uh one thing i just want to touch on i, I said something a couple weeks ago i don't know if you guys agree with me or not but I'm still convinced that Cody Rhodes, this is like a slow burn to turning heel. I don't know if you guys see it, but like, you know, he, he, I don't know, he had like five or six people entourage come down with him to yeah. the ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do you have, like a new nickname, like the Prince of Wrestling or something? And the Prince of Pro Wrestling. Yeah. yeah to me, that kind of sounds like a heel. You that know, sounds like a really douchey thing to call yourself. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know if you guys see it, but I've just like been kind of keeping an eye no, on that. I, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's fine. I just, I don't want AEW doing slow burns with everybody. Like I'm like the, the yeah, box and like and Omega, like me and Zach were like, Hey, Kenny, beat the crap out of Marco stunt, please. Yes, please. And then it didn't, and then it didn't happen. Like we were I disappointed. Mean, he, he, he ate one snapdragon on the floor. I know, but yeah. that's it. He definitely had an opportunity after the match was over to beat the shit out of him again. Yeah, I just did I it. kept calling for the punt. Didn't <laughs> happen. <laughs> I, Let's get to it. The <laughs> Brit, the, the, when you see, we had MJF, but we didn't have Brit. Mm-hmm. So, like MJF, then is completely carrying the promo load for that show. Mm-hmm. If you don't have Brit too, well, and do we, we had no Brit. Do we want to get to the uh, 
kind of disappointing elephant in the room of the main event. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Might as well. The main event we, was. We were all hyped for it too. It was very lackluster. We, and Jay, Jay actually said, Chris Jericho, once again, is really starting to show his age, and it's time to stop wrestling guys 15 years younger than you because you, you, ain't, you, ain't, you can't move like you used to. Mm-hmm. Well, we got it sucks because we got the result we wanted. We got Cassidy winning and probably the definitive end to this feud, or we hope. Yeah. Um, weekend. But, but week weekend. In my in my note, I, in my notes, I put uh, Cassidy versus Jericho was good, not great. Jericho didn't seem that embarrassed because the week before in the debate, Cassidy said, "You know, look into the eyes of the man who's not only going to beat you but embarrass you." Okay, do you embarrass him with a roll up victory? Like, oh God, yeah. no. They Embarrassing both, Jericho would have been, you know, doing some badass finisher or something we haven't seen before. Like they both look tired. That's why they botched the finish because they both look tired. Like they both look gas and they both look like it was a. Me and Zach watched it twice, or it did. It, it looked like it was a half-ass finish. Like they were like at that point, like okay, we need to be done. Like mm-hmm. this match needs to be over. We're probably running out of time. Maybe they, maybe something like that happened and they had more spots. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was just it was, a very blah. Yeah, and they jumped off the air like ten seconds after the match. Yeah, it's like off the air. It's like whoa. also also kind of weird to me how I know you know both extra parties and entourages were banned from ringside, but then you have best friends and proud and powerful come out and fight on the ramp for ten seconds, and they're like, oh my god, we're all so distracted. You know, enough time for Jake Hager to run, yeah, and, and then they disappear. Yeah. <laughs> like proud and powerful and best friends just disappear. Like we're fighting here. Okay, let's go fight in the back now. Like doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, it was just. We, just disappointing all around overall, which I, I don't I don't know who to blame, but it, it should have been better. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jericho, you could see like the roll up, the, like twice he didn't put his leg up, where Cassidy he had to lift his leg up twice, you know, for him to grab it, and then yeah. on the outside when uh, um, Cassidy jumped off the top of the rope with his hands in his pocket, he had to get him out because Jericho the kind of braces fall because Jericho was standing. Too far away. Was he just, wasn't going to catch him. Yeah. 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 So he took his hands out of his pockets at the end. Of... <laughs> it's like I don't want to die today. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not Darby Allen. <laughs> right. So yeah, it was, I think it was, I was disappointed too. I was glad that Cassidy won, but kill that feud, put it to rest. Yeah. I'm. I don't know. I'm worried that there might be a third match at all out. I hope not, but I'm worried. Yeah, it could because it's one one. Yeah. No. So God, you're right. <laughs> Put a stipulation on that match. Like, put put a ladder or do something, like, at least to spruce it up. Don't let Seven. them just fight in another regular match because we don't need another one. Or maybe they both wrestle with their hands in their pockets. Ah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's some, like, hokey shit, but I could that would be kind of cool. That's like the WWE blindfold match with Jake the Snake and Rick Martel. Like, no. no, that's like that's like Vince Russo WCW stuff. <laughs> we don't Seven, need a $7,000 jacket on a pole match. <laughs> All right, so I, let's. I, uh, that show was both shows were more mediocre. All right, Wally, so, go ahead. Just pick your favorite then. I'll take yeah, NXT I'm, by by a hair, but it's I I this this is the closest to a push I've been. I'll take NXT by a hair just because I thought the main event was pretty good on NXT and the main event was lackluster. So I don't think either show was great, but I'll 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 give them the edge because of Gargano's promo. And I think the main event was better on NXT. That's the only reason I'm giving NXT the edge. It's a coin flip for me, too. I'm going to NXT as well on this one. Um, I, I went back and forth probably about 30 times trying to pick this one, but I just think it just – for no real reason, NXT. 
If the main event would have been better on AEW, oh, I would have given it to them. Yeah, so. of course. Stretch. Um, so <laughs> I, I kind of agree. Both shows were lackluster. And for, I think Wally will agree, both of our favorite parts of both shows were promos, Gargano's and MJF. <laughs> uh, so we couldn't really say, oh, this was the match of the week. But um, I feel that AEW put on better matches since it was tag team appreciation night. Sure. There was better people working at a better rate and more enjoyable outcomes and matches and everything. So for that reason, I'll go AEW. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought the both shows were less than stellar. Uh, my tiebreaker was which federation had the best match between them, and I thought AEW had the best match, so I'm going with AEW. And then did anyone see the ratings this week? I yeah. forgot to look it up. Yeah. AEW, I'm AEW. sure. Yeah. yeah. So AEW takes it with the tiebreaker again. Another close one, but I mean, most shows just need to step it up. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's this was a sad week. Time. Well, we're not like, getting we're not getting head to head next week, anyways. Yeah, tonight, um, well, I, yeah. Whatever. Well, I mean, with with Takeover Thirty coming up and All Out coming up, the two biggest shows, arguably for them of the year, like they're not really showing us much yet. Yep. All right, I'll start wrapping up. The wrap-up, we're done there. So, uh, J-Bone, what fake prize, because there is never a prize, do you have for anyone who likes, comments, and subscribes to the podcast? We got a leopard print coaster. <laughs> it actually has fur on it. Oh, okay. Oh, I was going to wow. say that, that looks like a chocolate chip cookie, but I it see it It does look like a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> My fat ass is getting hungry. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> excellent like comment and subscribe jaybone appreciates you and you will not receive a leopard print coaster stretch <laughs> prognosticate for me please kind of touched on it earlier uh njf has to be coming out next week or cutting a promo from his headquarters in a burberry print neck brace and that should be on awshop.com within the next week <laughs> <laughs> amazing all right any parting words from anybody this week i just MJF, we're getting. I know we're a couple weeks away, but MJF needs to beat Moxley. Like we're at a point now where he, like that, that needs to happen. If you're gonna do all this, like, like an election campaign and all this stuff, like he needs to win. Well, it's kind of like too. Like a lot of people are already kind of saying, like, oh, AEW is just TNA light. Like they're signing all the old WWE rejects and over pushing young guys. Like this is their chance to push a young guy over a WWE ex WWE guy. Like do it. I capitalize okay. on him, build a star. Get some heat, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the world was a better place when I didn't have to see Lance Archer, so I was disappointed that I had to see or, that piece of shit this week. Jake Roberts back. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, damn it, just get rid of Lance Archer, please. I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear about him. He sucks. Yeah. All right, well, everyone, thanks for listening. It's another fun podcast, and we'll catch you again next week. And as always, if life puts you in a pin, keep kicking out that two count. See you guys later. Deuces.